Whenever we make a decision, we always like to be certain that we get it right. And very often we go to great lengths to be able to make sure that we do get it right, especially when it affects the future. One of the main things is a holiday, okay? And we go to great lengths to make sure we get it right. We go to the travel agent, we get the brochures, we watch the television adverts, we go on the internet. I personally hate it. Stella would it. So you know we move to our holidays. But the point is, you do that in order that you will make the right decision so that you can be certain that you will, in the future, have that really great holiday. Now, I'm going to ask you to do something. Now, it's something that could possibly affect the friendship you have with your friends and family. And it could mean that you lose that friendship. Okay? Now, the reason is, you've decided, this is hypothetical, by the way. You've decided to host a dinner party. But you've got that much to do, you go and hire a caterer. Right? Now, I've got two caterers here, and you're going to make the choice. But I know Betty's there, but I'm going to call Stella out, I'm going to call Matthew out. Just to keep you in the family, but don't embarrass anybody. You might think that's Okay, so these two people here, and you've got to be certain you're getting right. So you're going to make a decision, and your decision really has got to be, well, certain. I'm going to introduce you to Matthew. Matthew, do you like food? Love, love food. Love yeah. food. Like, what's your favourite food? Toad in the hole. I knew you'd say that. Toad in the hole. In fact, anything with Yorkshire pudding. But you really like food. Oh, do you like shopping? Hate it. Hate shopping. It's okay. <laughs> the same one. We don't like shopping. Now, what about pudding? You know, you love it. Sweets we have, right? Oh, love it. Um, love anything with starch rice pudding, syrups pudding. Great. That's always look fantastic. Yeah. Uh, can you cook? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can do good biscuits. I can do beans on toast. That's not my own. I can make it faster because you don't even need to cook the beans. That's a good idea. <laughs> and a little bit of um, mayonnaise with the beans. Uh, Keep it a bit, bit beyond me, that, to be honest. <laughs> oh, you're not quite there. Keep it simple. Hello. How about you? Do you like food? Yes. Yeah, great. What's your favourite? Uh, roast beef and Yorkshire pudding. Yorkshire oh, pudding. <laughs> Can you cook? I think so. You don't want to think so. Think so is not good enough. Can you cook? Yeah, I can cook. Don't be modest. Can you bake? Yes, I can bake. Okay. Now, most of you here have not already heard that. I suspect you've probably sampled it as well. Okay? So, we've got that information. And based on that information, you've got to make the decision. The decision, which if you're not certain, and you do that dinner party, you might lose all your friends, right? Now, I'm not going to ask you to put your hands up, because it might be embarrassing for a certain person. <laughs> you, know when, you know when they're picking a football team and you're the last one standing there. So, what I'm going to ask you, in your mind, I'm going to ask you to make your decision who out of these two is going to be your caterer. 
right? You make a decision. Right, you can sit down now. And I can guarantee you that decision, which you have to be certain about, it wasn't a random decision. I'm sure you didn't do this one. Dip, dip, dip. My blue ship. Sailing on the water like a cup of saucer. Oh, you tea spells out, are you? Yeah? That's just random, isn't it? You based it on the information that you had about these two people so that you could trust them. And you needed to be in that situation, same as you could be. I'm going to ask you to consider something else. I'm going to ask you to consider the certainty that Jesus will return again. Now, I am certain that will happen. I believe that wholeheartedly. But I want you to think about that certainty. You might say, well, look at it. How is it you can be so certain? Well, my certainty is not based on some kind of random decision or some thought that I pulled out of the ether or thought out myself. It is based on something which I believe to be true. Now we've been looking during these happy churches at Dr. Luke, the writer of the Gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. And we've already looked at some certainties. And we've already examined the evidence of those certainties. The first one is the certainty that Jesus lived. And Ron showed us from the Bible, from the accounts in Luke's Gospel. And remember, Luke wrote his Gospel within 30 years of the death, resurrection and ascension of Jesus. So he was able to speak to people who were there at the time, people who knew it, people who had seen it. And the same applies when we looked at the certainty, not just that Jesus lived, but the certainty that Jesus died. Again, Luke could go and he could speak to people who were there, who knew it to be true. And we can go and look at that here. And we can also go and look at history books, because that will tell us that it happened. But then we look at the certainty of the fact that Jesus rose again. And I believe that. Well, why do you believe that? I believe that because I believe that Jesus lived. I believe that he died. I believe that he rose again. And the evidence is there. Look this. This is the certainty that he will be. This is in the future. How can I be certain about that? Well, let's start with this. Jesus said he would return. Stella said she could. And we have the evidence that she could. And so we're certain that she'd do a reasonable job. Well, because of who Jesus is, because of what he said, because of everything else that he said has been true, and because he himself has said he is the truth. So when he says, I will return, I believe him. He also told us how. He would come back. And there's many, many evidences here in God's Word. And we could spend a lot of time going through We're not going to. I want to really stimulate your mind. If you've never tackled this question, or if you're skeptical about it, I want you to really think about it and then investigate. And also, speak to God and ask Him to help you. Because He will 
He wants us to question. He wants us to ask. He doesn't want us to be every day, dip, 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 my blue ship. Oh, I believe him. I don't know anything about him, but I believe him. Or I believe that. Or I watch the telly. Or I read the paper. And I believe what they say about Jesus. No, no, no. Go to the source and believe what he says. He tells us he will return. He tells us how. And he tells us why. Now, I'm going to read one verse to you. And this was written by Luke. Dr. Luke, the same one who wrote the Gospel, because Luke wrote the Acts of the Apostles. When he wrote the Gospel, he wrote it for his friend Theophilus, so that Theophilus would be certain, do you like that, of the things that Luke is telling him and us. And when he wrote the Acts, he wrote it because he wanted people to be certain. And not only that, some of the accounts in the Acts that he wrote, he was actually there. He was with Paul. So we've got all that evidence. And in Acts chapter 1, he says this. He says, this is the apostles. And they're with Jesus after the resurrection. And Jesus is about to return to heaven. Not the way he came, but a different way. But listen to what we read here. They, the apostles, were looking intently up into the sky as he, that is Jesus, was going when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said. Why do you stand here looking into the sky? The same Jesus who you have been seen taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. So, just keep that in your mind. When Jesus returns, I believe that's a certainty, for those reasons I've mentioned, and when he does, it will be from heaven. He will come down. He doesn't tell us when this will happen. In fact, he says, you don't know. But when it does, it will be quick. It will be like the blink of an eye. We won't expect it. But while we won't expect it, he tells us to do something. He tells us to be ready. Now, he does give us hints. Not so we can fix a date on it, but when we can be certain that these things are happening. Jesus said they would happen. He said he'll return. Because they're happening, he will return. And he was speaking to people and he said, look, your minds are closed. You need to open your minds. You can do things. You can look at a cloud, and from that cloud you can predict the future. You can say, it's going to rain. But you can't look at what's happening in front of you. You can't look at the direction society and the world is going. You can't even understand this. This is what Jesus is saying to them. And he calls them hypocrites. I don't want to be a hypocrite. I'm sure you don't. I want you to think. And I want you to take on board what Jesus says. And what he says about his return. And the certainty that he will return. What does it mean to be ready? To be ready to believe what Jesus has asked us to believe, that is to believe about ourselves, who we are, how we stand before God, and he tells us, because of our nature we are sinners, and we are condemned in the eyes of God, and that we need salvation. And Jesus tells us that he is the one who came to be our saviour, and to pay the price that God demanded. He wants us to believe that. And you know that God says that the days in which we live, that is, between him returning to heaven 
and between him coming back again. God calls that a time of grace. That's an opportunity that we don't deserve. And what do we do with that opportunity? What does he want us to do? He wants us to get right with God. Now, I don't know if you've done that yet. I pray that you haven't. If you haven't, then think about it. Come and speak to somebody. Or start to read Luke's Gospel. That's a good place to start, isn't it? And think about the things you've heard from Rob and son and from other people. But it also tells us that what we should do, we should be prepared and be ready. That is our opportunity. So if you have accepted Jesus as your Saviour, be ready, be watching. You know, I'm going to suggest everybody here believes in justice. Yeah? We see things happening and don't have to relate anything because it's fresh in your mind. We want justice. We see things happen. We want justice. You know the truth of that? If you want justice, you can't have justice without some kind of order. We call it the law. If you want justice, you can't have justice without a judge. So we pay, you and I, through society, for a judge. You can't have justice unless you have punishment. And all these things go together. It's all very well saying, I want justice. It doesn't mean you go out and get it yourself. It means you go through the order that society has, and you go through the courts, you go through the judge, and punishment is delivered. Why should it be any different with God? Why should it? There is an order, and it's God's order. And we have to live by it. If, when he returns, and that day of judgment comes, we don't stand in them. Why? Not because of who we are and what we've done, but because of what Jesus has done for us, and because we have accepted that. Jesus came the first time. He came as a baby in a manger. Why did he come? God with us. He came to save his people from their sins. That's God's day of grace. That's how he came. And when he returns, he will return as judge. That's serious. I don't know when, but I'm certain it will happen. And when it does, the opportunity we have to get right with God. Oh, it's like Luke's calls. And you won't have time. Because how fast can you blink your eye? That's how quick it could be before I get the next word out. But that is a possibility. We're all in danger to put things off. You know what it's called? Procrastination. I am one of the worst people for procrastination. Even saying it, putting <laughs> things off, procrastination. I hate, I don't mind spending the money, but I hate stopping at the garage to get petrol. And I know that my tank is running low, and I think I'll get petrol on the way home. As I get near the garage, I think, I'll get it later. I'll get it tomorrow. And tomorrow comes, and I go, oh, the tank's getting low, I need petrol, yeah. I, I will get it. And then I go, got a bit more, I'll, I'll do it another time. And so I put it off, and I put it off, and I put it off. And then it gets to the point where 
I know I've got to go. I've got enough petrol in my tank to get me to the nearest garage. And I know the garage will be open till 11 o'clock. I'm all right. So I roll onto the forecourt, freewheeling because my tank is empty. And the pumps have locks on them. And the door to the shop is closed. And it's bolted. Too late. Whose fault? Mine. I had every opportunity. I didn't take that opportunity. I kept finding some reason not to do it. I kept putting it off. And the day came when, sorry, you're on that forecourt now. You're in a cold car and you can't do anything. Fortunately, in that scenario, the garage will open the next day. But we're talking about something far more serious. I want you to just think about this. Now, I've just looked at my watch. If you told me, if you said to me, what time is it? I'd have to look again. You know why? You ever done that? You look at your watch, and someone says, what time is it? And you go, oh, um. <laughs> now, do you know why you do that? I'll tell you why you do it. I did that not to see what time it was, to see how much time I had left. I've got to finish before five o'clock. And I just go, I've got a bit more time. And you say, what time is it? Oh, I don't know, I'll have to look again. Right? We're concerned with the time we have left. And that's what I want you to think about. How much time have you got left? I don't know. You don't know. Seventies for the future. I'm going to leave you with this. I want you to think about it. You want to be said. Certainties for the future are based on what you know from the past and the present. You made a decision as to who you would choose based on what you knew about the history of that person, about what they did, about what they said, whether you could trust them. And that's what God asks us to do when he presents Jesus to us. It's not quite five o'clock. <laughs> and I've just got time for George, wherever he is. Now George George is gonna to sing to us and he's gonna sing a hymn. I want you to listen to the words. And after that, I'm gonna leave that with you. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be praying for all of you. And I know Rob is and I know the people are. So I want you to remember that. People want to share what they know to be true with you, and that's what we want to do. So, when the song is finished, you can go and get a cup of tea, you can go and get some more to eat, you can have a chat, and if you want to talk about what we've been doing, come and see somebody else. And it doesn't even have to be immediate, anytime you want to do that, where you are. Thanks, George. The marketplace is empty, no more traffic in the streets. All the builders' tools are silent, no more time to harvest wheat. Busy housewives cease their labor in the courtroom, don't be late. 
work on earth is all suspended as the king comes through the grave. Happy faces line the hallway, those whose lives have been redeemed. Broken homes that he has mended, those from prison he has freed. Little children and the aged, hand in hand stand over and ruin, clad in garments white as snow. I can hear the chariots rumble, I can see the marching throng, the flurry of God's trumpet spends the end of sin and wrong. Rebel robes are now unfolding, heaven's grandstand all in place. Heaven's choir is now assembled, start to sing amazing grace. Oh, the King is coming, the King is coming. I just heard the trumpet sounding, and now His face I see. Oh, the King is coming, the King is coming, praise God, He's coming for me. Yes, the King is coming, the King is coming, I just heard the trumpet sounding, and now His face I see.